0: Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome Friday, August the 7th, day 6 of 21 days of prayer. This is a special week of Morning Devotion, special in that you're here. And special that you've made this a part of your morning. I hate to say morning ritual, but you've made this a habit. And some of you yesterday were acknowledging you've been with us since the very beginning. One year ago this week, when we began, some of you, thank you, for the Trenton. Thank you, Hope, Jan, D, Lillian Lee. So many of you have been here each and every day or nearly each and every day thank you for this because what we're trying to do is foster a community and create a space a space where god's grace can move in this day where those of us that participate in this myself included each and every day when we share with you i believe there's there's a healing here not not so much in what I'm sharing with you, but in the fact that we are gathering. And it's in that gathering. As you see that day approach, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. We are gathering together in this place. Oh, I felt the presence of the Lord when I said that. We are gathering in this room, this place, this time, and encouraging one another in the Lord. So thank you for being a part of this. We are in the midst of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, I don't anticipate everybody to fast all 21 days but find something find something you can do unless the Lord just impresses upon you and strengthens you to do that. Um this is the book on prayer and this uh, this really represents the foundation of this morning devotion of what we started there are 21 days of prayer in there if you would like to be a part of this and I believe that God will God will work through those words and through our time together that can be found thebookonprayer.com uh, i believe they're running a discount this week on that on that site thebookonprayer.com or jump over to amazon i believe with all of my heart i believe this folks because really our back is to the wall and there is really no other choice we must have an awakening a great awakening, the greatest awakening America has ever seen. If you believe that, give me some thumbs up. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Share this. Let's let's draw more into the community. We we're we're creating the catalyst. Uh, we and millions of others across the world trying to see God do something. Like the page, follow the page, share the page. Let's dive in today. Oh, and leave your prayer request outside. We are there are people going through these every day praying. And we want to see your prayers, your prayer request turned into a miracle report. Amen. It's an old song. The authorship is debated. The lyrics are altered. One of the most considered one of the most favorite hymns of all Christianity. Come thou, fount of every blessing. The second verse begins: Here I raise my Ebenezer. Here I By thy great help, I've come. Today, I want to talk to you about, will you raise an Ebenezer? Ebenezer, we think of Ebenezer Scrooge and Dickens Christmas Carol, but Ebenezer in the Bible was a memorial, a memorial built at the end of an era. None other than the last judge of Israel, the prophet Samuel, a memorial. We understand that's a structural Reminder, something that is built to remember a noteworthy, a memorable event. And I know memory can be a mixed blessing. Sometimes our memories dredge up hurts and pains and grievances from yesteryear, those things that are best forgotten. Paul said, This one thing I do, forgetting those things behind. There are some things we need to forget. Amen. Uh, We tend to remember words that were spoken to us, not too many words we spoke. Yeah, that's the way it works. Uh, we can remember cursings rather than blessings. But like so many faculties God placed within man, memory can also be a tremendous blessing. In fact, a person who remembers God's goodness in his life, her life, they stand taller in the present. The memory of past blessings become the springboard, the launching pad for present victory. Yes, it does. David said, he helped me kill the lion. He helped me kill the bear. And now I'm facing the giant. Your memory can be a springboard. And throughout her history, God has urged his people to remember. As so often the case, Israel's memories, Israel's memorials to God, they use stone. Stone is more than passing praise to God. Stone speaks of timelessness, a marker. A marker is placed at the head of a grave. It's made of marble granite to perpetuate the memory of the deceased. In the same sense, Israel used rocks, stones, to express a lasting gratitude to the God who brought them victory. It was on Ararat we find Noah building an altar of stones to express his thanks. God, you brought me through. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Oh, can I get a witness to that? And I believe the same God that brought Noah through, that he is going to see us through here today as well. It was on Moriah that Abraham built an altar and called it Jehovah-Jireh, the God who provides. It was on Bethel that stones used as pillows became an altar to God to give praise to the one who would meet with Jacob. Beneath the swelling of the Jordan River where the priests' feet stood firm, stones were placed to give glory to the God who would bring people out of bondage into promise and bring them through any difficulty into a place of blessings. But here, here Samuel, this is one of the few memorials that's given a name. Samuel called it Ebenezer. It means the stone of help that present and future generations would gather around it and be reminded. Here's the King James, I love it. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Or one translation, thus far has the Lord helped us. The Lord has helped us to this point. Oh, praise God. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. We have an Ebenezer. Can I give you the backstory of that particular memorial without going too much detail? If you went back 20 years, 20 years, Israel had hit rock bottom. The Philistines had defeated God's people. The two rebellious sons of the priest Eli had carried the Ark of the Covenant into battle. And as was prophesied, both sons died on the same day. The Ark was taken captive. Ichabod written above the house door, the presence of the Lord is departed. And when Eli heard this, fell from his chair, broke his neck. The people turned to Samuel. Rotten systems will eventually topple of their own accord. But God had been raising up Samuel a long time before. Oh, praise God you never catch God by surprise. You never catch him by surprise. This pandemic didn't catch him by surprise. And the people turned to Samuel and asked, what should we do? And one of the greatest pictures of revival and renewal in the Bible, they prayed, they fasted, they put away their strange gods, they confessed their sins. And in the midst of all of that, Brother Curley, what happened in the midst of all that? Well, here's what happened. The Philistines attacked. Yeah, Yeah, Israel had gathered to worship, not make war. They were defenseless. They didn't have spears and swords. uh, They begged Samuel, Samuel, we're being attacked. Pray, pray that God will deliver us from the hands of the enemy. And Samuel, as was the custom of priests in that day, he offered a sacrifice, cried out to God. And God responded, oh, yes, he did. The skies grew dark, a lightning storm, a hailstorm, thunderstorm, rain. He drove the enemy back and Israel rose up, picked up the enemy's discarded weapons, and they saw a victory. When they saw that victory, they came through answered prayer. That's when Samuel took that large stone, placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Shin, And said here, at this point, at this place, at this moment of time, in this very era, God helped us. Oh, yes, he did. God responded to our cries. God answered my prayer. And he said, let's call this Ebenezer. Hitherto, to this point, thus far, God has helped us. Us. Can you imagine being an adult, a child in that audience that day when all the adults were smiling and tears coming down their face? And you see this look in their eyes and you're wondering why everybody is walking taller and more confident and everybody's everybody's embracing one another and there's joy and you are wonder what's going on. It's a renewal. It's a renewal. It's a renewal. They were renewed at Ebenezer. They found out again that God still helps. And so in that come, come thou fount of every blessing. In that second verse, here I raise my Ebenezer. Here by thy great help I've come. Today have you raised your Ebenezer. Have you been renewed by the memory of the faithfulness of the almighty God? We're saying he is the comparative and the superlative. If man can be true, then he's truer. He's the truest. Oh, yes, he has. America's seen that. It was during the Second World War that Franklin Delano Roosevelt prayed during the D-Day invasion of Normandy on June 6, 1944. He prayed, Almighty God, our son's pride of our nation this day has set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. He prayed, help us, almighty God, to rededicate ourselves in renewed faith in thee in this hour of great sacrifice, a renewed faith in thee, a renewed faith in the God who is truer, The God who is faithful, the God who will be there. Mankind may be fickle, but God is faithful. Mankind may be unfaithful and feckless, but he is true and he is the truest of all. If we're going to see that path of renewal, you're going to have to follow that same well-worn path that Israel did in 1 Samuel and others have done down through history. Renewal comes first of all through repentance. It was 20 years of spiritual drought 20 years before the renewal came. Why? Because it took them 20 years to repent before God. Samuel had told the people, if you return unto the Lord with all your heart, put away your strange gods. He will deliver you. It's gradual. It's incremental. We displace God from the throne of our lives. We may not have the physical idols of some third world country, but anything, hear me carefully, anything that takes God's place in our lives can become an idol. A career can become an idol. A retirement plan can become an idol. Family, homes, hobbies, hatreds, grudges, vices, addictions, uh, all of these things, and many, many, many more can become idols. Uh, because anything, anything we put between us and God, anything can become an idol in our lives. Now, Paul said an idol is nothing in this world, and relatively speaking, it is nothing. But when we put something between us and God and nothing becomes a something and crowds out the everything. Oh, can't get a witness to that. Samuel said when we turn completely to God, when we put away idols, we put away the sinful things. Uh, renewal is coming. Renewal begins with repentance and turning to the Lord with all of our heart. Turn away. Turn away from everything else. Turn to the Lord. Turn away from the blaring screaming headlines of the media. Turn to the Lord. Turn away from the advice of the carnal and the angry and turn to the Lord. Turn away from those voices uh, that are crying out for your attention and turn to the Lord. Uh, Pastor I'm unhappy, I'm miserable, and I can understand that. This is a difficult day. But maybe, 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 maybe we need to turn fully to the Lord, that there's some area in our lives that we haven't died to, that we're still wanting our own way, our own will. Who wants God? to leave us alone for 20 years. Israel was content to be left alone by God for 20 years. uh, And Samuel said, return to the Lord with all of your heart. Uh, That's why when uh, that that song says, here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help I've come. We're turning our face to God and renewal at Ebenezer begins first. through repentance. Second of all, we see it through our sacrifice, that renewal is going to come by sacrifice. We read in 1 Samuel that that victory of Ebenezer was preceded through the burnt offering, the offering of a lamb. Renewal comes through repentance, but renewal also comes through sacrifice. I, I've watched a phenomenon. It remind me of those Pioneers in the westward expansion days when they were uh, crossing this continent uh, in that manifest destiny. At night, they would circle their wagons, circle their wagons. I'm seeing a a wagon circling spirit. I see people that are fearful and afraid. I don't discount that we're in a pandemic, uh, but you know what? We can't hide. We can't hide, we can't batten down the hatches and get in a defensive mode, especially spiritually, where we're just clutching to everything, clutching to our time, feelings, our material possessions, and we stop sacrificing, we don't want to get hurt, that circle the wagon approach is destructive at all times for a child of God. Because when we get defensive, you're gonna, you and I will make unforced errors and we get fearful and anxious and we lose touch with the God who is truer and truest. Uh, The best thing to do when you feel like circling the wagons, uh, Oh my. You need to sacrifice your way out of it. That's what Habakkuk said. If the fig tree's not blossoming, if there's no fruit on the vine, if the olive tree doesn't have any olives, the fields, no, no grain, the flocks are cut off from the field and there's no herd in the stalls uh, here. here Get out of that wagon circling mode and say, yet will I rejoice. That's when you know praise is a sacrifice. When you have no physical reason, it seems, to praise it. We are renewed through our sacrifice, renewed through repentance, renewed through our sacrifice. And then, most importantly for this devotion, we're renewed through our prayer. When the Israelites had repented and Samuel had sacrificed, the Bible tells us they cried to Samuel, cease not, cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, for he will save us. How did he help? The Ebenezer. <laughs> he arrived on the sea through repentance and sacrifice and prayer. It was prayer that brought God's help into the situation. Maybe a lion's den, a Red Sea, a giant, a wicked thing, a famine, a sickness, a sleepless night, financial trouble, pain. It's prayer that brings God, that brings divine attention into a human situation. It's prayer that invites him here. We have not, oh, let me hear it, because we ask not. God brought Israel the victory. They were renewed. They were renewed in the glory of it all. Oh, praise God. I want to circle back to something. The placement of Ebenezer between Mizpah and Shin, that was the exact spot where Israel had been defeated 20 years prior. Now they built a memorial to the victory and to the God who brought victory and help. We raise our Ebenezer. Yes, we do. I read of a recollection of a 19th century preacher of his days as a child. He knew his mom and dad were going through rough times, didn't understand what it was, but he remembers the day miraculously the troubles vanished. The spirit of his parents were restored and renewed. The attitude in the home improved. Didn't know what the trouble was, nor did he know why everything got better. All he knew was, that there was a framed scrap of paper that suddenly appeared on the wall of their house at the time. Wasn't anything to look at? It didn't belong with the home's decor. In fact, it seemed out of place, even to the child's eye. But he felt that it held the key to the mysterious renewal that had come to his home. And One day, he crawled in a chair and stared at that scrap piece of paper that was framed. He noticed it was torn from a newspaper, he noticed it was a Bible verse. And years later, this piece of paper was all the children desired to inherit from their parents upon their demise. It had grown to be the theme of that family's success and impact. You see, what they desired to inherit was the mysterious reason trouble had disappeared from their home. And I give that reason to you tonight, that scrap of a newspaper quoting a Bible verse. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. To this point, a child understood that his parents had gotten a hold of the hand of God. We need to come back to that view of God. We need to raise an Ebenezer. We need to get back to that fount of every blessing and that affirmation of faith. Here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help. I have come. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. I want to speak to you in closing here today. God has helped us. God saw you through other times in your life, and he's going to see you through this. You, have made, you may have made some of the greatest mistakes in the last few months of this shelter in place and social distancing, but can I tell you at that very spot of failure, God wants to help you raise an Ebenezer, a memorial, a stone of help to say, my God has helped me. Would you, do, would you do yourself a favor? Would you lift your voice in prayer today and say, God, I've come this far by faith, leaning on you. I can't stop now. You're going to bring the victory Oh, praise God. I feel that. I believe that. May God help you through this day. Remember, we'll be going through the weekend, 21 straight days. Join with us, share, leave your prayer requests, encourage one another, and let's see God do some mighty things in our midst. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Amen. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.